Anita, what is your connection to the Wiradjuri country and what brings you to Griffith specifically? Great question. Well, I have uh, Wiradjuri belonging from Brungle and Arambi in Cowra, where my mother was born. I have family right across central New South Wales, including Griffith um, and Tumut and Brungle and Wagga. And so when I was invited by the Griffith Regional Library to do some author talks to school students, I thought this is a great opportunity to speak about my new novel, Biliyata Dungalung Duray, which is set in Wiradjuri country, uh, from Gundagai to Wagga, weaving in Wiradjuri language throughout. Now, the launch of the novel in Griffith, it allows me to involve my family there. And many of your listeners and your readers will know the Penriths, uh, who have been an incredible, yeah. uh, all been incredible supporters of my work and who are also avid readers. So I thought it would be really perfect to have Medina and Yotara and Richard Penrith read some of their favourite passages from the novel as well. And, and while we're all there together speaking about the Wiradjuri heroes of the Great Flood, which is what the novel opens with, Great Flood of Gundagai, yes. I thought it was an opportunity to remember and pay tribute also to our beautiful, um, the late Roger Penrith who was much loved across Wiradjuri country and, and a hero to many also, especially his beautiful daughter, Madison, who's going to join us on the night as well. Oh, fantastic. And he did so much work for the Griffith community as well, yeah. sort of establishing things sort of like the Clontarf Foundation. Yes. And I think a lot of your community down there, I mean, his loss was felt obviously across not only the state of New South Wales, I live in Queensland, um, but people would have known him across the country. So a tragic loss, not just for family, but for all the lives that he touched within the community as well. Yes. It's an opportunity for us to come together and, and just uh, I, I asked the family if it was okay if we could, you know, uh, dedicate the evening to, you know, to his name in his memory. Anita, could you quickly cover the storyline for us, please? Love to. Okay, so many of your uh, readers and listeners will know, will have heard of the Great Flood of Gundagai in 1852, um, and there were two heroes in that flood, Yari and Jackie Jackie, who went out on canoes over three days and saved 59 lives while a third of the town drowned. And when I learned this story, I thought, how is it that the, all of Australia does not know about this extraordinary natural disasters but also these amazing Wiradjuri heroes. So the story opens with the Great Flood of Gundagai and then moves across Wiradjuri country to Wagga Wagga and we see the life of Aboriginal people, Wiradjuri people, uh, living under various um, acts of legislation during the period of 1852 to 1868 where the story finally ends back in Brungle. And I really, it's really a story of heroism as I've mentioned and a story of homecomings. So I think it's a story for all Australians, but I, I do hope that the people of Griffith who also live on Miradjuri country feel something in their hearts as well when they read the story. People think that stories written by Aboriginal people are just for Aboriginal audiences, and that's not true. There's not enough of us to make up, to sustain any publishing industry. Any story that involves Australian history is for all Australians. And, you know, everything post-1788 is Australian history. So I wrote a story that I hope speaks to all Australians, whether they live down in Griffith or Wagga or whether they live in Brisbane or Darwin or wherever. This is a story um, of national heroism that should speak to all of us. So speaking on your books and culture, you've written many books for younger audiences, including Kicking Goals, 
and you wrote that with Sydney Swans players Adam Goods and Michael O'Loughlin, as well as Yira and her deadly dog, Demon, in collaboration with Ala Peru's public school students. What is your passion behind working with the wider Aboriginal community as well as children? Great question. Uh, I'll just say I love... I loved working with the students from La Perouse and their books were born out of a conversation I actually heard on an aeroplane back in 2003. And I realised when I heard this conversation that kids like those at La Perouse, most of them are Aboriginal children, didn't appear in the Australian literary landscape. They weren't on the Australian identity radar. So I wanted to put those students and their stories into that, into that landscape. And I wanted their lives as told through their eyes uh, to do what I want to do with all my books, and that is to break down stereotypes uh, of who we are and to write us the way I see us every day as hardworking, creative, innovative, passionate, fun, respectful and playful. So uh, that's part of the passion behind why I work with community but also those children. And I guess my purpose as an author is to give voice through literature because I have the privilege of uh, tertiary education. I have a platform in publishing, which I've spent decades, you know, creating as well. But these are positions that most people don't have. So I think that's probably where my passion comes from, from understanding that I, I have, particularly in an Indigenous context, have privilege. And so that makes me, it drives my passion to do what I can, whether it's in the education sector or using my skills to promote health or in the media or and sport and so forth. And as you can imagine, working with Michael O'Loughlin and Adam Goods was just a cracker um, who also had very, very, very strong views on education and set up their own foundation. What are the other audiences you write for? I write for, actually, to be honest with you, I will write for anybody who wants to read. Uh, I write for everybody. I write for women in book clubs because I want them reading stories about women like me that they may never have met someone like me before or may never have worked with an average woman or um, socialised with an average woman and so don't realise that we have so many things in common. So I write for women in book clubs. I write uh, work for tertiary students. I write for people interested in military history. I have a novel on the, the Cowra breakout in World War II called Barbed Wire and Cherry Blossoms. I write about those who would like to learn about the stolen generations but may not want to read the Bringing Them Home report because it's quite a hefty read, but they might read Who Am I, The Diary of Mary Talents, which is a kid's novel. I write for anyone who wants to learn more about Australia, about our shared history, anyone who loves a good story, especially a good love story, because um, a lot of my stories include, even though I'm writing about you know, dark moments in history, there's oft, quite often a love story to drive that story. Uh, people will see that in Billy Yada Dungalung Duray. And I think many audiences can enjoy a book that is written for children, um, even though they're in the 70s, because I have a lot of people come up to me at festivals who read books that I've written for upper primary um, and they're retired. So we, we might write for a particular audience, but you don't know who's going to read it. Actually, that's... Um... What I feel when I, I read your book, it was sort of, oh, why didn't I read this when I was 13 in high school? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm much older than you, I'm sure. And when I was 13, there was very few books on the shelf written by um, Aboriginal Australians, you know, which mm -hmm. we've had this whole renaissance in writing recently, but there was nothing that inspired me to write, to read, I should say. Okay. As well as your writing... You work as an advocate for Aboriginal education. 
Um, I mentioned Adam Goods and Michael Lachlan a minute ago. So they both set up their and a foundation called the Go Foundation, the Goods O'Loughlin Foundation, and I'm an ambassador for them. Also the Indigenous, and that's an education foundation that um, focuses on getting kids through um, scholarships and getting kids through uh, high school and into tertiary education. So have a number of partners that are in their ecosystem, particularly across the tertiary sector. I'm also an ambassador for the Indigenous Literacy Foundation and the Warrawa Aboriginal College in Hillsville. Now, all these three entities focus on educational outcomes and excellence for Indigenous youth. I do a lot of work in schools. I was actually, actually, I was ambassador to Dubbo and Wellington earlier this year, working with primary school students, creating stories with them, getting them excited about being creative while thinking about and discussing important issues like the environment and sacred sites getting them, they, they wrote their own little plays around the stolen generations, but also teaching students how to work together collaboratively. Now, I personally work from a position of excellence. So when I'm speaking to educators, whether it's in forums or at conferences, I urge them always to think of their Aboriginal students in terms of capacity, in terms of their capacity re-excellence, instead of always regarding um, Aboriginal students or Aboriginal people generally in, at as being part of a deficit model or with an underachieving mindset. So expect us to do well because we do do well instead of always, you know, measuring against the lowest common denominator. Great work. Could you please just remind us on the event that's happening in Griffith? I'll be at the Griffith City Library, um, which is Banner Avenue, on Thursday the 24th of June between 6 and 7pm. Well, I'll be talking about the novel. We're going to have special guests on the night, as I mentioned, Madison and Lisa Penrith, Medina, Eltara and Richard Penrith and Letitia Harris driving over from Wagga to sing for us. So it's going to be a real celebration. Great. Fantastic. And what time is it? That is 6 p.m. Great. And we need tickets and that's, I'm yeah. going to say, via Eventbrite. I, look, I just Googled Anita Heist Griffith Library and it came up. So you, you just register because um, during COVID, obviously, we need to have registrations. Fantastic. Well, thank you for your time, Anita. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thanks. Bye.